before we begin with this episode i would like to suggest that this entire episode will be divided into three parts part one part two and part three with computational mama and don't forget to hit like and subscribe podcast channel and follow my facebook page mix masala with tg if you have any queries or stories that you would want to share you can always email me or dm me in my instagram page or facebook page thank you good morning everyone uh, welcome back to mix masala with tg i'm tenzin gopal and we have a lovely uh, guest uh, ambika from bangalore right no that and uh, also from udaipur yes okay nice uh, and uh, yeah she is also known as aka computational mama which is a really cool name <laughs> i think uh, that kind of got my attention like that's a real name because i have that is funk blue so yes uh, namaste very good morning from baroda and uh, yeah let's get into it can you give us some introduction about yourself cool do you want the long one or the short one uh i think long one is good <laughs> okay so uh, i was in design uh, design college in uh, nift in delhi and uh, i was designing museums after that for almost 10 years and uh, but i always had some kind of interest in trying something with computers and my you know my father would tell me acha chal ye piche go and put the wires in and you know, like help me fix up the okay. you know, computer so i always had like a nerdy outlook towards technology and excited about it uh, but of course with design and uh, was it, was it something sorry was it like sorry, was it something that you uh wanted to do when you were really young or was it yeah, something yeah. when you when i was super little you know when uh the computer was basically like sh- like my mom uh, is a designer so it was a shared asset in the house it was you know not common for homes okay. to have computers it was bought on loan because she needed it for her office work so when she wasn't working on it mm-hmm. we could use it for a little while like that it was you know so we uh, it had that game prince of persia and dave 2d you know, you know those like road rash road rash oh my god yeah and then my friends would come over basically they would take over the computer so uh, but it was good fun but it, it gave me a, like a very early uh, access to a computer and and uh, what can be done on it Uh, so anyway so then uh, i got into design uh, and then the sal i just 10 years i just did a lot of museum project management design art direction films art direction um all things museum like i became a very i, I became a go to person in that sense uh, and then 2017 i was expecting uh, my son yugen he's going to be 5 on monday Uh, and he was oh. giving me lot of trouble in the third trimester before he was born even <laughs> so i had to um okay. Okay. to be on bed rest and then i started looking at you know coding train daniel shifman his videos uh so yeah. that's yeah. how i started my journey and that's also how the name kind of was came up because before that obviously i was not a mother or anything uh and then Uh, I just started posting stuff on the on Instagram. I didn't tell anybody, 
and in those days instagram still gave mm-hmm. some organic kind of friendships uh, and that's how i became friends with koparzi and uh, praveen impolite and uh, a couple of other people like time blur uh, natasha and uh, mike and uh, it was really exciting and then uh, koparzi invited me for uh, algorithm uh, so pre covid so this uh-huh. was like going on on the side and i was continuing my work and all that and uh, it was very much fun like you know pcd happened and then i went with my son so it was really nice like to kind of be in a space where i could be accepted and so could my offspring because i couldn't leave him anywhere and uh, you know it's sometimes difficult to access these spaces when you have a small child so they were super cool and they you know helped me managing him when you know when i was doing something or either i had to help in a workshop mm-hmm. so it was a lot of fun and then of course the pandemic hit and then really competition mama story started and ambika joshi just like died a very quick and sudden death because all museum work stopped um and all the projects uh-huh. that we had going everything just uh-huh. uh, everyone just pulled out so i was like penniless basically uh and uh, i started someone some young person from a design college they approached me and said didi can you please teach me coding so i said okay and then i got like maybe four five other women whom i knew were interested in coding uh, anisha somya kharbanda nanditi my my work partner uh, subhani was also there in it and then uh, we started this format called uh, recreating with p5js which is a riff of uh, zack lieberman's mm-hmm. <clears throat> recreating with uh, code where he uh, encourages you to learn coding through recreating uh, computational works of the past so like really good artists like vera mulla and uh, and uh, so levit and all so i was like okay but where is the indian representation in this and obviously there wasn't because we probably didn't have access to computers as artists in those days so you can tell me if you want me to stop or like you know I, because i can really go on <laughs> no, so because uh, because i myself like it was around i think the year uh, 2000 uh, you know the be fantastic uh, so yeah. they had a fellowship yeah and uh, apparently like, like now with a lot of the podcasts that i do i keep finding myself talking about this fellowship because it somehow got me back to my geek geek pala <laughs> side i mean i i had always been very much uh, attracted to building things you know taking down a uh, thing uh, whatever machine it is you know you will have to more control cars when you were young and uh, i'll take them apart and then try like to see how they work and things like that i'd always been very much into electronics but then after joining fine arts i somehow got lost you know yeah because culture in itself was very new for me and uh, you know when you come to an environment where everybody is into proper yeah. visual art practice you also kind of get focused into that so for Seven years, I was just into that, and then um, then the COVID hit, and uh, suddenly I find myself with limitations. You know, there's limitations of uh, materials. I cannot go out to buy. I cannot. Uh, again, I think it was uh, similar 
scenario all over the world where you know people can't earn and uh, so i had to find ways to like make do with you know making art or creating something and uh, because that that that's the only possible thing you could have everybody was you know in that position like what to do ab kya kar sakta so you had a huge surge of people doing lot of uh, social media things because internet tha aur phone tha logon ke paas so they were doing that and for us it was like what can we do and uh, this opportunity i mean i understand it was a very unfortunate event that happened but the, uh, i think for a lot of the creative people it was a like an opportunity also to actually be in one space for a long period and try to figure out what to do now you know and uh, that's how i started getting into coding i'm just a beginner now and i'm also following the page that you had just mentioned before uh, coding train yeah and i think it was this fellowship from be fantastic that actually opened up a totally new uh, space for me where i can use my sound because i'm a musician also so it's so nice to now think about you know how i can fuse the music aspect and generative art together and have that performative element where i am playing i'm still starting i'm just like getting into it uh, started working with touch designer also working with p5j no 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 one of the one of the reasons why i got connected to you and even our common friend hasan he he mentioned you a lot the last time i was in goa i had met him we planned to do a uh, podcast together but Oh, and nice. uh, with uh, due to time limitations we were unable to but uh, we did have a very good conversation about you know what he does what he wants to do how technology can also be a tool and uh, i've heard so much about you also also when i heard that you were actually not into this before to and the journeys since then has been like i think for you very fascinating to start it and what were the challenges that you were facing at that time and uh, as a person from design uh, background you know how do you utilize this as a tool for your expression and so on please i think it's very interesting this question because uh, with museums no like always like 5 year 10 year timelines to finish the work and many times uh, i would be like intensely very hyper focused you know like how it is in art school also like mm-hmm. into the work like everything about the museum i am managing everything but so it's taking it like longer archiving? than sorry was it like archiving uh, no it was more like uh, first i started in the art direction part so like at the production level i was uh, managing uh see like the senior designers vision to be translated back and there was a lot of uh, craft intervention in that so there was a, a big project in punjab called virasati khansa so i was part of the first phase of building that so there it was like jo bhi kaam diya you, you just whatever work they gave you you did like if one day it meant making a excel sheet you did it if one day it meant sitting with the artist you did it if third day it meant doing photoshop you did it so it was just like this kind of and with museum work it's very addictive because it's like every day you're learning something new you're interacting with people from different fields you know some day you're with the pwd mm-hmm. officer some day you're with an artist some day with a poet so it's so exciting you know all the time you're just like meeting people and it's like it's very enriching but it takes very long it takes you like 5 years 
you know, 10 years to build. Vidasthi Khalsa itself as a project has taken almost 20 years to, to start off. So imagine that kind of a timeline. So there's like no gratification immediately, you know. And by the time things are ready, you're so sick of it, you don't mm -hmm. even want to see it. So there have been times when I've done projects and the day the ribbon was cut, I left. I never saw the project after that because I was so exhausted by that, that <laughs> journey. But with coding, it was so different because like, you know, do one thing here and then immediately you have a result and do one thing here. So that instant gratification was something I really needed both in terms of my project work, but also like I was really stuck because I was a new mom who couldn't go to site. Uh, you know, uh, and my life, which was like, you know, I was in, in the office space for 16 hours. Even if I wasn't in the space, I was project managing from home on a phone. Or a and you were there in Udaipur at that? Uh, no, I, I've been all over Delhi, Bangalore. Okay. Uh, then I delivered in Udaipur. Then I was in Jaipur for a, another museum project. So in all of it, I was like, okay, but my where is my identity? Like, because museum, may I'm just one cog. And at home, I'm just a mom now. And everything is directed to the focus is all on the child, you know. And the the coding was really amazing because like in between uh, sending out an email to office and in between the diaper change, I could just make one small sketch and put it up. And for me, that was something I'd never been able to do as a creator because long, bada project, bada idea, bada BOQ, you know, like we were at that level, we were making bill of quantities, contracts, we were like doing all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. in, and all those projects were in crores. So I was like dealing with that scale. And here oh, I just wow. made something in a P5JS editor and it gave me so something how did it amazing. Click? When did it I click? I don't know. It's, it's just like. It just happened when when he was when I was expecting and you know I was trying all the stuff on coding train because I had time I was on bed rest I couldn't work so it just gave me like focus to just mm -hmm. be able to do all of that uh, maybe that's the last time I slept I think <laughs> in 2017 <laughs> so yeah so even uh, now uh, much of my practice like. Uh, it's very common to have a practice where you're sitting whole day thinking about your work, you know, being able to kind of take one idea and take it to a level, you know, take a year even. But I don't have that liberty anymore. You know, I have to be really quick on my feet and think of projects in a very iterative way. So code really suits that uh, nature of uh, being able to tweak it, you know, make it better, put it out there and, you know, like not feel uh, and not feel apologetic. You know, with a sculpture or, or mm -hmm. an installation, once it's up, you have to, like, it has to be perfect, right? There's no room for uh, yeah. know, mistakes. Yeah. You know the mistakes, but the visitor cannot. There's no room for the visitor to point things out or the, the person experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. With technology, I feel like there's a little bit more room to do that where you can try something very simple and still people are amazed and excited and, uh, you know, and they are more... Sorry, yeah. Probably because it's entirely a new space, you very, know. This, very likely. The scope of internet itself, you know, and uh, yeah. technology. I mean, we have been having technology since quite some time. I mean, I still remember when I was a kid, uh, we had that Gyaraso mobile, you know, Nokia. And, uh, and internet was just beginning there and BSNL, you know, you had to have that landline phone and then only you can get internet connection, which was... So, 
I used to f- try and figure out like you know how I can download stuff and things like that and uh, I was already using YouTube at that time and it was there but I think uh, uh, maybe only certain amount of people had access to it you know uh, in terms of the uh, hardware and also in terms of like knowing what it does what it's supposed to do yeah. for me i was very fortunate to my mom uh, i got to you know have this access but now the technology is like truly booming so much so that we are having 5g in some time and uh, i think they have already started doing some experiments in yeah. uh, tryouts in uh, some places mm-hmm. and everyone has a mobile you know and everybody knows that ab kuch bhi karna hai youtube mein ja sakta hai google mein ja sakta hai you know and uh, this entire new space i think i was also not aware we are all using it but then like at the same time we are not aware of what is possible there also after this fellowship program i think it just wow like isme to bahut kuch ho sakta hai you know we have like the basic laptop internet is there so it's possible and the one point that you had mentioned about you know how you can do some coding here and then you have something you know right <laughs> on the side this instant uh, result coming out i think that also plays a big part in this role yeah. so could you like tell us more about uh, how when you started out were you thinking of actually making something or was it just experimenting you know having fun with the tool and <clears throat> I think it was very much Mostly. just exploring and and experimenting and learning and uh, failing I think I'm like I've crashed my system so many times with just very one line of code you know so and that's what even in the workshops I always uh, add it as one line that you you unless you start crashing you know you're not like going back to the level <laughs> to learn so like it's because you you know you learn from a mistake and and if it's just a small mistake that's just going to restart your computer i think it's worth it <laughs> so uh, and and i was always trying this kind of stuff you know i burnt a laptop because i was trying to make it dual boot uh, like with linux and my my more like you know expert kind of technical technological friend he was like yeah 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 put put the book you know and he didn't know what kind of random laptop i had and it it burnt the motherboard went like black oh, uh, so <laughs> but the i was i didn't regret it i was like okay this makes me understand that maybe i need a computer where i need some kind of linux or apple where i can use the terminal and my needs were already kind of shifting before even was born uh, so mm-hmm. uh keeping that in mind it was just me like trying to learn about my computer like as a collaborator as a friend and one thing that uh, always like you even like i've been trying processing since 2010 and i feel so badly but i just met my husband that's all that happened in that workshop you know it was a processing workshop okay we didn't learn anything we just met each other and we got, <laughs> we got <laughs> so uh, so but what what really struck me after learning it properly was that because we are already very visual and we want to we have very strong imagination as designers or artists uh if you, and code works in a little bit of a different methodology so there's that little bit of a hump and if you cross that you love code but if you are not able to cross that and you're not able to imagine how it's collaborating with you you leave it 
So like then you think that, oh, what is this? Just six circles, right? I can just do this in Illustrator. Why do I need code for this? But but what it's setting you up to do later is that you're learning how to use a loop, you're learning how to use random, uh, you know, things that will not happen automatically on uh, Illustrator. Things that if I needed to say even this uh, curtain in your in your background, it has this mm -hmm. like random uh, noise kind of thing happening. Uh, if I had to do this by hand, you know very well how much time it would take in software, like, you know, like pushing one pixel here. And that pixel pushing really like, I find that to be such a wasteful exercise, you know, just like, I know I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of people do it, but I just find that, yeah, I'm going to use the app, so your button is one pixel here and there, so like, you know, it shouldn't matter. But anyway, so... For me, it was just that exploration and like seeing where I could take it. But now it's at a place where I feel uh, I've stopped using Illustrator altogether uh, because I'm able to like express myself a little bit more visually in code and find that the generative idea is something we, uh, even for our studio, uh, Jayapkar, mm -hmm. we like to push quite a lot, like whether it's through uh, processing or P5JS or any other software that tool that we use. Uh, to be able to, uh, it's like that, just that right amount of randomness that you would allow, say, if you were an art director to an artist. Mm -hmm. You know, you give the vision, but eventually the artist will do it in their own format. And you have to yeah. give them that leeway, you know. Uh -huh. You you have to, like, trust them in that way. So if you're trusting, if you can trust a person to do it, I feel like computer is also a collaborator. And you can trust them. And if you give the wrong instruction, a human will also crash and computer will also crash. You know, it's just <laughs> it's just a different language, that's it. So yeah. So that's what I always tell people that you don't have to think of it as a collaborator. Uh, you know, even even a younger collaborator with whom you really have to be, you know, very patient and you know, like you have to help them understand things. And with especially with AI, I find that to be much truer, uh, where you know it's like it's like a kid, you know, it's really like a kid. It's still learning, it's still figuring things out, it's making mistakes. And mm -hmm. of course, there's a lot of like unethical stuff happening now with all this image stuff and all, but uh, the essence of machine learning and artificial intelligence is still uh, very much based on this idea of learning, like how they say reinforced learning. Now reinforced yeah, learning yeah. is, it's like teaching a child number, na? like one, two, three, four, A, B, C, D, whatever. So re you're reinforcing those ideas. So those notions, mm -hmm. like those, those uh, that language, that grammar, is coming from basic learning of humans. Yeah. So yeah. if you can make that parallel, then you should be able to make the parallel that it is also a being in some way. Mm -hmm. Maybe not mm -hmm. sentient, but mm -hmm. still a being. So that's that's where I'm at now to be able to. Uh, and, and when you started out. You had also mentioned, you know, how uh, when you started sharing it, you know, on social media pages, Instagram at that time had organic uh, sort of growth happening. How was the reaction then? What kind of people did you come across and what sort of interactions did you collaborate? Oh God, it at was that the time? best. It was the best because it was all before the stupid NFT nonsense. I'm sorry if you're into it, but <laughs> I find it to be... <laughs> I just find it to be really upsetting uh, as, we'll, as a culture. We'll talk a little bit about NFT after yeah, some time. <laughs> it's, it's more of a, for me, that culture is a bit intolerable almost. Yeah, but in general, yeah. like it was more of a, 
most of the people in that creative coding community were coming from different backgrounds. Some were somebody's engineer, somebody's designer, somebody whatever, somebody self-taught. Mm-hmm. So people like Hassan and Koparzia Binay, Praveen, we were just like conversing. They were like, hey, what's this? Like, what can I do better here? Can you help me here? Mm-hmm. And then uh, when we all met at PCB, I don't know if Hassan was there then, but he definitely knew Abhinay. Uh, so we started doing these Sunday meetups where, you know, these guys, uh, they would talk about the new stuff that they are learning or maybe somebody did a learning session. And many times, you know, I would listen to it on the phone because like, you know, my kid was with me and COVID was so bad for like parents. But but it was like this little escape, but it was really interesting because, you know, it was a very encouraging environment. And even now, like I can really bank on them if I'm stuck, you know, I don't have to think twice about asking any of them, okay, I'm stuck here, can you help me out? And perhaps not anymore in code, even in real life, I, I may be able to, like if I say I'm stuck in physically also, they make somebody might come and help me. So that community was very focused on um, sharing. Uh, it brought the best parts of creative creative communities and it brought the best parts of technology communities. Open sourceness mm-hmm. from technology, uh, sharing from technology, and the creative aspects from uh, the creative community. So, sometimes it does happen that people from creative backgrounds are a bit closed about how what their techniques are or you know how they are achieving this mm-hmm, because mm-hmm, naturally mm-hmm. it's their livelihood. Uh, so, for example, Zach Lieberman he never shares his code. Okay. He'll never share his code. He teaches. He he says I will teach you, but I will not share my code specifically. And I feel that so that's very valid. It's like his art. Na? It's like Anish Kapoor having a special blank. How is that different? Yeah. So so that openness was really nice uh, to be able to find those resources, uh, like Zach's entire like uh, recreating from with the past uh, whole series is on GitHub. So you can just like learn, read, and. Uh, or whether it's Abhinay putting out stuff about uh, Hydra or uh, Estuary and things like that. It's and that each uh, set of communities has a mix of people, which is really, like diversity always like helps in the mm-hmm. growth of that mm-hmm. stuff. So it's really nice. It was amazing. Uh, it was, I was feeling that kind of encouragement, which I felt like maybe I had never perhaps got as a creator, uh, especially coming from a design background. Uh, and it like really helped me to push myself and like see where I fit into all of it and feel confident about what I'm doing. I think that, you know, because I follow you in Instagram and Facebook, much of the things that you do, I know from just this social media. And I think even your son is really enjoying like the setup, the kind of setups that you have now, you know, I've seen like, wow. You also do uh, electronic. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I spent a lot of right. time last year doing uh, that because I think, or oh, was it, uh, when was the second wave, 21? Yeah, 2021. <laughs> <laughs> so like somewhere mid-21, I started in the summer and and I'm still looking at it because I feel like it's such an interesting world and like if I can find a way to like bridge uh, oh. V5 with electronics, it would be so beautiful. But of course, mm-hmm. it's it's not easy. It's very challenging with a child also, like, you know, soldering iron. You can't do that work when he's around or like, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't uh, leave little, you know, LEDs or buttons around because he's just going to yeah. back them <laughs> or get hurt. <laughs> so uh, I kind of had to like tone down that stuff. But 
for me it was very interesting to see what's possible how easy it is now like there's so much like resource to do it uh, and i'm i'm really enjoying a lot of people are now putting up after covid things are open you know? so now they're putting up their own things like with raspberry pis and um, mm-hmm. arduinos and whatever and that's always been in you know which one do you use uh, like uh... right now like uh, i've been between like i've always had one raspberry pi with me since the very beginning somebody has always gifted me one uh, okay. i never bought one <laughs> uh and i've also uh i've also like the last year i started using the rp2040 which is a which is a microcontroller by the raspberry pi people which is a python based okay. microcontroller that has been very interesting because uh, it allows you to do like uh, human inter- interface devices like you know like have little buttons or uh, key oh. buttons and things so it's it's like you are able to use like keep simple things like t5j's key pressed but you don't need a okay. keyboard anymore it's like a little button somewhere else so just to okay. have that simple channel through has been interesting and uh, raspberry pi is always like it's my i love them but i don't know how to use them like i tried all sorts of crazy things on them built servers on them you know logging into ssh now i think i can do it in my sleep i never thought i would be able to but i can and okay. uh, you know so it's been very interesting so now i really want to see maybe like to try some of these little ai those ai animations maybe on little screens to wow. see what that would look like i don't know just trying but yeah i've been also just uh, you know because one thing leads to other yeah. another and then you know you start seeing like oh my god this is also possible this is also a possibility and uh, for me because because i play right and i have a very small midi keyboard and mm. uh, and i was like you know this synth they are very expensive i mean you know this midi information that i have to connect to my laptop and then there are special requirements and you don't actually have like indian made uh, synth you know these are all foreign countries and very damn expensive and mm. so i started looking into like how it's actually made how do you get a synth made and that's how i came across arduino and raspberry pi and then i was just again surfing in the web got to know that root of all this is of course you have the microprocessors controllers but then again you need coding you need to have coding so i was like okay what i'm going to do is maybe spend few years just learning uh, about coding and uh, touch design because it does not require to be uh, online all the time you know yes yeah, uh, yeah. pj5 i have to have yeah, the internet have going internet, on yeah. and i think touch designer also uses uh, python mm. language in in some ways i think it's little bit more simple than java and c++ like all these other yeah. languages yeah uh, at least for me like i know okay i need five six codes <laughs> yeah i'll search them in internet and then uh, i'll use them in my uh, oh, yeah, parameters yeah, so i'm trying to now have a image and with different because the image is all uh, based on rgb so i uh, try to have all these are uh, the red and the green and the blue parameters in like different different nodes or frequencies and try and experiment i'm yeah. just like yeah, do you know sound codes uh akash he has been building he's built two synths already which he sells at a very nominal okay. cost okay uh, but maybe n- not so much production because obviously he's doing it all on his own 
but okay. I think you should connect uh, with him also. Uh, he's uh, what's he's, his name? Akash. Uh, he's Akash. I don't know his last name, but uh, he goes by Sound Codes. He stayed in my house, and I don't know his last name. He and his partner were <laughs> stayed in my house for three days, but I don't know. His name. <laughs> Thank you for listening, and here we end the first session. Stay tuned for the second and the third session with computational knowledge. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this podcast. You can find Mix Masala with Teaching in Facebook and in Spotify and all other 